Happy Sabbath. Welcome, everyone. If you are visiting today, uh, you are a part of our family and the family of God. Amen. We're always blessed uh, when we have visitors. And uh, uh, it's a great place here, a place on the mountain. And, you know, we have beautiful lake. I'm actually planning after church uh, uh, to join my family and we'll go around the lake. So if you want to join us, <laughs> you're welcome to do it after uh, time when we will be eating together. Can you hear me well? Okay. I would like to speak to, today to you about miracles. Miracles are those things that are very, very important for our faith. Without miracles, we don't have God. We believe in God because we, we see miracles in our lives. But not everyone believes in miracles. So what is a miracle? Any miracles in the Bible that you remember? Part in the, the Red Sea. Any other? Lazarus, raising from the dead. Oh, stopping the sun. That, that's a difficult for me to, to understand because, you know, um, we are moving around the sun in orbit, orbiting. We are moving also day and night. So what gives us day and night, we are mo moving as, as a galaxy moving too, right? So how, how do you stop the star where we are moving, so the star has to move too. That, that's an interesting one, right? Any other miracles in the Bible? Yes. Yes, yes, heal. Healings, all the healings. Feeding people. Remember this one? And this one was, this was the first one. Remember this one? Turning water into wine. And grape juice. And here is walking, Jesus is walking and Peter is drowning in the same spot. Walking on the water. Many, many other miracles. About 35 miracles we read about that we know in the Bible about Jesus Christ. But we know that he made many miracles. How do you define miracle? What is miracle to you? Divine intervention of God. Okay, great. Divine great. intervention of God. All right, all right. The top definition in Miriam Webster dictionary is an extraordinary event Manifest, manifesting divine intervention in human affairs. Miracle is an event seems that you cannot explain by nature or science or by, any, by anything. Have you had a miracle in your life? Do you want to share a little? Go ahead. I think the miracle that I'm so grateful for is that God give me life every day. Amen. 
I, I believe that we are the walking miracle because for us to be born, it has to be my parents meeting one day, falling in love, right? And my parents' parents had to meet too, fall in love. Otherwise, if, I wouldn't, if, if there would be no my father and mother be born, I would not be born, for sure. So the, the possibility of us to be born is unbelievable, especially if you go way back to the first people on this planet. It had to be specific people to be born, and they had to produce children. They had to meet together, fall in love, produce children. And even children is a tricky one. How many children your father could have? And only you were born. And, and a few siblings. And it, it, it is mil right? millions of possibilities. For the mother, less. But nevertheless, it, it's, 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 it's a miracle. And not only birth is miraculous that we have, but also the living organism in itself. Right. If you right. look at if you look at the cosmos and and our solar system and universe, it's miraculous that life can. If we would be here. just a fraction away, a little bit further from the sun, if our planet was bigger, we would be in trouble because it would be too hot. Our planet would get gravitational forces and get much closer. If we would be smaller planet, we would just fly in a long distance from the sun, and guess what? It would be ice age all the time. So the possibility for life in itself, the oxygen, I mean everything, atmosphere, that protects us from the all kinds of rays, right? Radiation. Magnetic field is important. By the way, without bees, life would not be possible. Right? Without water, of course, not possible. Miracles. So what are miracles? Sometimes what we see, we don't understand that what we see is a miracle. You throw the apple into the air and it comes back, it's a miracle. Let's say we do not have gravity on this planet. Let's take away gravity. What would happen? Fly away. Everything. Do you know why the seeds, when you drop them in, in the soil, it, the, the roots always go down? Not back, not up, but they are growing into the ground all the time. In China, you, you do the same, or here. It doesn't matter on what part of the planet. What makes the roots to go down? Gravity. Gravity. Gravity pulls the roots, roots down, which is wonderful. But miracles are not necessarily something, you know, incredible, you know. It, it could be small things. Quiet, 
unexplainable events. For example, figuring out how to sol solve urgent problem after praying for the guidance, a voice, somewhere, something is telling you, this is, the, this is how you so solve this problem. <laughs> Meeting somebody, falling in love, it's a miracle. How many possibilities we have? Billion. At least one billion, right? <laughs> if not more. So, in Acts chapter 4, verse 29, it says, And now, Lord, look upon their th threats, and grant to your servants continue to speak your word with all boldness. It's a prayer. Who is praying? Apostles are praying. You remember that Peter was just arrested, and John, they were arrested. So, Jesus Christ, their, their leader, was crucified. Stephen is going to be martyred pretty soon in chapter uh, 5, 6. And uh, it was a threat to, to, to lose your life. Not just a threat, uncomfortable, some, some kind of life, but it's a threat to lose your life. They were praying that they would be speaking boldly, and Stephen did. Remember his speech? How bold he was? You always resisted the Holy Spirit. You killed the prophets. You killed Messiah. Acts chapter 4 verse, was verse uh, 30. While you, you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonder are performed, performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Should we pray such prayers? Some people say not. We should not do that because God is not working in such a way right now. Maybe he did it in the lives of the apostles in the first century. But right now we should not do that because God is not working this way. Is that true? Have you prayed such prayer that God is going to use you to heal people, to have signs and wonders? Signs and wonders, in other words, for a miracle. Have you prayed for a miracle? So this is something I want to explore. John chapter 21, verse 25. Jesus did many other things as well. Not just 35 miracles, but in every one of them, if every one of them was uh, were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Jesus did a lot of things, but one of the things that he, we know was so incredible that we would like to know more about, it's creation. Jesus is our creator, the creator of all life on this planet. And of course, when Jesus was here, he did so many miracles. Uh, he was healing multitudes of people. We just know a few. So there are two, two points of view. One point of view, miracles uh, are here. We have miracles because they helped people to recognize and believe in the Son of God. 
and then to vindicate the authority of his apostles, his first church, point to the church, to the apostles. But then critics say it was very important back then, but now it's not that important for God. So we should not seek them today. We should not pray like that, like that prayer. And the other point of view argues that signs and wonders, miracles, were a part of the ministry of Jesus and his disciples and apostles and should be sought and performed today in Jesus' name. You know, the first view, it doesn't say that miracles do not happen. Miracles do happen, they believe that. But they are saying we should not seek them because that's not exactly how God operates. This point of view argues that miracle did happen. Jesus did miracles, disciples did miracles, and we are supposed to do the same. There is one text that I always wondered about. And in your Bible, if you open your Bible, it's Mark chapter 16. I want to see if you have the same as my Bible. Mark chapter 16. One time a minister was preaching on Mark chapter 16 and he said, next time uh, we will read the next chapter. He comes the next time and he asks congregation, how many of you read Mark chapter 17? And a few people raised their hand and then he said, well, open your Bible to chapter 16 because there is no chapter 17. Chapter 16 is the last chapter of the book of Mark. Uh, if you opened it, uh, your Bible, is that normal font or is it different font? Beginning from verse 9. Do you have any footnotes maybe about this whole passage? Uh, uh, Mark chapter 16, verse 9 and to, to the end of the chapter. Is it italic in your Bible? Just Jesus. Yeah. I searched the Bible for this text, and let, let me read it first, and then I can give you the thoughts of some people about this chapter. So, and these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it would not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick people and they will get well. This is the only text in the Bible where I can, I can read about handling snakes, like picking it up. Uh, and some of the churches today, uh, they bring poisonous snakes. The minister brings them to the front of the church. And then, you know, he's just giving it to the other people and believers supposed to give it to each other and uh, even they believe even if they are going to be bitten they're not going to hurt so is that what this text is saying first of all this text is not saying test me by bringing snakes picking up uh, rattlesnakes and so forth it doesn't say that but also this is the only one text that I read about it. All the other snake stories in the Bible, like Paul, 
he went to Malta, remember he was by the fire and the snake happened to, to be by him and it didn't hurt him. And it was an accident. He did not pick up the snake by purpose, right? Um, and other texts uh, are talking about snakes, but not picking up and testing the Lord. What do I think about this? Some people believe that the end of this chapter, beginning from verse 9, is, first of all, it's not a part of the early manuscripts that were found later. So when you find manuscript, you want to date it. And if you can date it, uh, the early the possible, we believe that those early manuscripts are more likely to be the right manuscripts. Because when you have two different manuscripts, one has an ending, another one doesn't have it. So how do you go about which, which one is right? You go to the earlier one because it was not printed out, it was copied by hand. And when people were copying by hand, this is the only place in the Bible where I see it, where some probably good intentions try to explain what happened right after the resurrection. Uh, this is an end kind of like you, you feel like somebody is trying to explain. Because the end, verse 8, is not very, not very, doesn't sound very good, right? Read verse 8. You, you are over there. Uh, in, 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 yes. Elder Craig. Right. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. See, that's the end. They were afraid. That doesn't seem like maybe something is missing here. So because the other Gospels describe the event very well, the copies most likely just decided to copy one of the ends from the other Gospels and just ended more peacefully without the word even. The last word was what? Afraid, right? Afraid. Afraid. So that doesn't seem to be the, the good ending for it. But anyway, if any, anybody will point you to one text the very important thing when we go through the seminary, through the classes, you remember this probably. If we cannot find three different uh, texts, three different uh, sources for, for the doctrine, we are not taking it as a doctrine for the whole church. It's just something happened there, something we cannot explain maybe, but it's not necessarily the, the, the most important thing that becomes a doctrine. Are you following me? So at least something that we, we have, if it's repeated at least three times, then it's, it's very important. Uh, I was reading one time about baptizing the dead. Paul was talking about it one time in the Bible. But we're not basing on one text our theology about the dead. Um, so, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. If you take this text out of the context, you don't know what we're talking about here. Maybe animals, maybe not. Can anybody find Luke chapter 10, verse 18? 
Luke chapter 10, verse 18. Go ahead. Luke chapter 10, verse 18. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And read the next one now together. Verse 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Definitely the, the word enemy refers to Satan in the previous word, right? It looks like it because we, we have war. We are in the war not against physical principalities but, but spiritual things. And so authority to tramp on the snakes and scorpions, this could be references to snake in the Garden of Eden, right? And so don't try to drink poison. Don't try to, to, to see if, if you are faithful just because you're not going to die. Uh, but if it's happened by accident, I believe that the Lord is there with his promises to, to, um, to save us. Uh, after the sermon uh, last Sabbath, uh, I was preaching, and one of my elders came to him, and he said, I could have said to you something last week happened to me. They were in their RV, uh, parked, and uh, he steps down, and right by his leg, he didn't see it, but it was un under RV kind of. Uh, there was a snake, big snake, rattlesnake. And it was in such a distance that it could have strike him, but it didn't. Maybe it was asleep. Maybe the, 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 the angel of the Lord was, was there. We don't know. But he said it was a miracle. We, they called the police. Three cops showed up. When they saw the size of it, it was a very large uh, rattlesnake. They said... We don't want to have anything to do with this. <laughs> and they left. <laughs> and, and so that, that snake went away. And then their neighbors uh, in RV, next RV said, we saw it too ne next day. <clears throat> so we all have stories. But we also do not know how many times the Lord kept us uh, going through that intersection where the drunk driving person was, was crossing a couple seconds later or before. How many times the, the angels uh, say they are alive? The Lord saved us, saved us. One of the people that I'm sure you would like to meet in heaven, uh, of course, Jesus, but then your guardian angel. Amen. How many stories they will tell us where it was near miss, right? Signs and wonders limited to the apostolic age. Yes, we have texts like this. And uh, can anybody just read them, please? Linda, would you like to read it? Uh, Acts 2.22. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs which God did through him. Okay, so Jesus' ministry uh, was supported by, by miracles. How about this one? Acts 2.43. Anybody? Oh, Je uh, Jedediah. 
Fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. So again, through the apostles. So maybe it is true that it was specifically given to apostles as a sign. How about Acts 5.12? Elder Dan. Now many signs and wonders were done among the people by the hands of the apostles. Okay, and next one. Catherine. Okay, Acts 14.3. So they, Paul and Barnabas, remained for a long time speaking boldly for the Lord who bore witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Amen. Okay, one, one more, please, somebody. Acts 15.12. Annette? And all the the assembling kept silence, and they listened to Barnabas and Paul as they related what what signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. Okay. Um, So we see that in the Bible a lot, but is it true? always that it was done only through the apostles. Signs and wonders to be pursued today, and we can see why. Uh, As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And then Luke chapter 9, verse 2. Somebody would like to read that one? Luke chapter 9. That when Jesus sent out the 12, he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal. Okay. Then people, some would say, some people would say, maybe it's just for 12 people. Maybe it's for the apostles. And then there was 70. In Luke chapter 10, we see that he sent 70 uh, and asked them to do the same, to heal the sick. And then John 14, 12, he said, Truly I say to you, he who who believes in me will also do the works that I do. Not just in the first century, but at any time. Signs and wonders done in Acts by non-apostles are even here more. You remember Stephen and Philip? Who, Who were Stephen and Philip? There was a problem in the church and needed to be more organized. And they elected, remember, seven deacons. These were deacons. They were not apostles. Acts chapter 8 and verse 6. And the multitudes with one accord gave heed to what was said by Philip when they heard him and saw the signs which he did. Yeah, they lived in one one accord in those days. (coughs) Honda, right? Um, (laughs) Galatians 3.5. Paul writes to the churches of Galatia and says, it's to, to the whole church. Does he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by the works of the law 
or by hearing with faith. So the Spirit supplying the church with talents, with ministries, and, and so there were apostles, there were people who uh, were leaders of the church, there were also those who healed. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Spirit gives all kinds of ministries. One of those ministries was healing. What shall we say to these uh, two views? Uh, I believe that, yes, it was a unique ministry of Jesus Christ. You cannot say that he, it was not unique. It was very important, but also unique. His disciples were also in a very unique position and ministry because they, they started that church. With them, the church started. And apostles the same. But I think what we can learn from the miracles is that we need to, to be open. One day, we know for sure that late, later rain is go going to happen. What is later rain? An event very similar to the Pentecostal event that happened in chapter 2. Are we going to be ready for that event? We have. We have to pray that we will. And do we believe that miracles happen every day? I choose to believe because I see that. There was a lady came from the sermon the other day and she said, I have a miracle story for you. My uh, grandchild, little kid, uh, was listening to the story. And in the story, there was a, a story that has to do something with rainbow. And he said, you know what? What is rainbow? He never seen rainbow in, in life. And uh, grandma said, uh, well, it's beautiful colors in heaven. And he said, I want to see the rainbow. I'm going to, uh, to pray to God, and I, I'm, I'm going to see, I want to see it right now. And, and he began, began to pray. And he goes outside, and, and the grandma said, you know what? Uh, it usually happens when, it always happens when, when there are moisture in the air. Maybe after rain, maybe before rain, but the, it has to be moisture in, in the air. Then, then the rain, rainbow is, is going to show up. And he said, but I prayed. So he went outside, grandma went outside, and, and she said, unbelievable thing. There was no clouds, no rain, and it was a beautiful, beautiful rainbow outside. God works in mysterious ways, and he surrounds us by the things that we take for granted. Things that we don't even know that he, he put there, created those laws, you know, of physics and ma mathematics. And because we don't see it, it, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Sure, sure. Tell us your names. Um, sure. My name's Chris. Chris, hi. This is my, my wife, Carly. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate that story, and it reminded me of something I almost shared when you were talking about the miracles earlier. But um, when I was younger, um, I moved uh, 
I was staying with my grandparents for a while in an area that uh, got a lot of rain and stuff like that. And growing up in Southern California, I didn't really see thunderstorms or lightning a whole lot, and I really liked it. And one night I was wakened by those, those sounds, and so I went outside, and I really wanted to see the lightning that I was hearing. Um, yeah, from the thunder. And I saw flashes in my room, but I didn't see any lightning. I just knew it was, something was happening. So I went outside, and, um, and then I sat there, and I was just waiting for like a half an hour, I didn't see anything. But I'd hear some rumbling, I didn't see anything. So then I just prayed, I said, um, I said, God, I know you can, you know, I know you can show me this, it would be, I just want to see your, your power, your creative, you know, I don't remember exactly what I prayed, but just something that I said, I know you can do it, I'd love to see some lightning. And then sure enough, as soon as I was done praying, it literally looked like, like pathways in the sky opened up, and it, like, just the whole sky just in every different direction. <laughs> Uh, almost like a leaf, all the different veins, you know, but just, mm-hmm. and then I fell on my back and was just, uh, yeah, just taken aback, and mm-hmm. I couldn't even thank God. I was actually kind of terrified, but it was pretty cool. Beautiful story. Anybody else wants to share a little story? Anybody else? Oh, thank you. Angeli. Well, I have a, there's a lot of miracles, but one of the miracles that impacted my life the most was about two or three years ago. I had three massive strokes, and um, and when I went, when they took me to the hospital, they expected me not be able to walk or see or talk. But then I was out 24 hours later and back to work in two weeks. And the doctor couldn't believe, mm-hmm. based on the CT scan, how I was progressing. So I think that was a direct, I guess God still have a plan for me. <laughs> so I'm still alive. And, um, and that was a huge miracle. And from that point on, I, I am grateful every morning when I can open my eyes and breathe. And I'm able to walk, and it is a miracle. Amen. 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 There is a wonderful song, and I think uh, Josiah maybe can help us with uh, turning it on. It took a miracle. Miracle, it's amazing things that happening to either you believe or you don't believe. Rain comes down and it, it, <laughs> it rains upon all, all the earth, all the people, all the creatures. And so we just see it Whatever other people cannot see, we see it by faith, not by sight. God, may God bless each one of us as we walk in him every day. And when we see miracles in our lives or in the lives of people around us, our faith becomes much, much larger. From the little seed becomes a little bit bigger every time we see that, that miracle in our lives. God bless us all. Amen. I want to thank you for so many things miraculous things that you created for us and that you created us and also that you sent your son jesus christ the plan of of salvation is for each one of us and you're inviting us into relationship that we can have with you thank you for that bless us all we we pray in the name of jesus amen